What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here on a slow Tuesday, back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. It is indeed Slow Tuesday where we have to. It's going to be out. It's going to be outrageous. It's going to be wild. Shout out to the Gorditas in the building. I was in the bank earlier and I saw there was a little young Gordita going on. I was like, Look at this little thing here. <laughs> yeah, man. It's crazy, man. Hey, shout out to the Taco Tuesday. Shout out to everybody in the building here. Um, hey, man, we got a great show today. We're going to talk about the Larsa Pippen. Is it Larsa or Larsa? Larsa Pippen effect. That is very common with the modern wife. All right. I know you guys, you, you know, we, we're going to deal with the people who, who just recently got married in the building. What, what's going on over here? All right, over there. Uh, the, the men who recently got married that hate CGA, you hate me giving you this advice, despite the fact that I've proven that nearly 70 percent of marriages will fail within a 40 year period. All right. Statistically, that's where we stand right now. And I want to maybe one of these days, maybe later on in this show, I'll tell you how they come up with the divorce rate. OK, and how it, it's a misleading rate. OK, we'll talk about that and maybe we'll clear that up because you hear things because, you know what I mean? You normies. You knuckle draggers, you ham and eggers. We'll look at it and we're like, well, the mainstream media, CNN says 44%. But coach, you're over here saying 60, 80, 90, 50, 11%. All right, we're going to talk about that. How they cal calculate the ratio of divorces. It's one of the, you know, uh, you ever read Bill Gates' book, How to Lie with Statistics? It's a lie with statistics. That's basically what it is. All right, so we're going to show you what that rate is. Um, and shout out to the mouth breathers out here. Did you see our brother? That one clip always gets me laughing. Is that one guy who who make you know who makes the, who was the best kisser? Who loved you the most? And um, he's sitting there looking all slack jaw. <laughs> I love that dude right there, man. We got to get him on the show. All right. Uh, I like we got to get him on the show. So uh, today's we're gonna talk about the Larson Pimple effect. That some of your wives are gonna do this. Pull the rug from under your feet. They're gonna hit you with the bait and switch. And they're going to test out the streets, the all right, streets. as this one wife right here says. And we're going to show you what Larsa Pippen is doing. We're going to use the marriage wheel to show you exactly what Larsa Pippen is doing. I'll go back and forth between Larsa and Larsa. Actually, like Larsa better. Beautiful. I got a question. Yes, babe. If you weren't married to me, what you be doing right now? In these streets. You be in these what? <laughs> <laughs> I believe the you'd be tied up in these streets. <laughs> Now, just so you know, this is exactly what Aisha Curry is going to do to Steph Curry. All right. And so we already give you an idea of what's happening here in there. Shout out to Steph Curry. All right. What's his name? All right. Steph. I was going to say his his government first name. I can't even remember it. But, um, yeah, this is exactly what um, Steph Curry has to look out for. This is the slow rug pull. This is testing the market. Women will always test the market. They want to check, test their sexual marketplace value. We'll talk about ages that they're typically going to test the sexual marketplace value. Wardell. Yeah, that's what it is, Wardell. And then we're going to talk about how they come scrambling back. All right, this is how American wives do it. And this is what happens. You end up beginning hurt on this one. And shout out to the bitter and hurt gang in the building. You're so bitter and hurt. All right, Bach, Bach, you're bitter and hurt. Bach, who hurt you? <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk about that. We're also going to do a prime and decline game. And we got a, a runaway bride. We're going to talk about how you guys really, really end up simping. All right, how you end up simping. 
going to lead with your heart. Oh, my God, you're 40. I'm 40. We'd make a wonderful power couple. And then the woman went skedaddle on his ass. Great story. And let me go ahead and put up my um, let me put up the stories here. Then we'll put up the banner and all of that stuff. She fleed with the lottery. Possibly they spotted me. Battlestar Shogun. You know what? That's one of the that's one of the dopest opening um, lines for a song. Abomatomically. Socrates philosophies and hypotheses can't define how we be dropping these mockeries. Lyrically perform armed robbery. Flee with the lottery. Possibly they spotted me. Battlestar Shogun. That's one of the dopest lines. All right. With that beat. Doom, doom. All right. That's one of the who is that? The, the, is that the genius? I, or is that who, who is that? Is that the Jizza or the Rizza? That's Inspector Deck. Inspector Deck, one of the coldest intros in any song history that wasn't the rizza it was it the jizza was it the inspector deck was it you god was it meth <laughs> was it old dirty bastard <laughs> i thought it was the genius the jizza or it's inspector deck he got lucky inspector deck got lucky you know what i mean some dudes get lucky az got lucky on nas's album <laughs> all right some dude have the dopest line on a, you know what I mean, on a long, they get on a feature and they had a dopest, they get mad lucky. And then they album come out, you be like, oh, you got lucky, I see. <laughs> Shout out to the hip hop heads out here. All right, Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang. The saga continues. Where we at here? He said, Papoos, Papoos, a lot of dudes get lucky on one feature, and then you think they career going to be all that. And then they come out with their album. <laughs> all right, anyway, what are we doing here? Let's do uh, the early acknowledges of the contra- contributions of today's show. Hey, uh, dollar sign CGA Live right there on the Cash App. All right, Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV in the building. All right, that's Venmo and PayPal. PayPal. PayPal in the building. All right. Uh, PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. All right. That's how you let your voice be heard and participate in today's show. All right. Let me see. Let me type it in real quick. All right. I hate that I have to do this. How unprofessional. All right. This is unprofessional. I didn't pay for you for this. All right. So anyway, let's get the earlier contributors to today's show on a slow Tuesday. We'll, we'll We'll give you your gordita in the building. Uh, Where we got here? Uh, Where? Well, well, well. Let me see here. Did I get Frodo Bagham Young? Yes, I did. All right, and I'm loading the podcast up. Shout out to King Jaffe Joe in the building. I think I got you. Loud Pocket says, Larza Pippin, tired of the jerks. And that's you. And she's going to try to go back to her husband, and she's going to have egg on her face. But one thing you have to know here, Scotty Pippin, if you're watching me, I know, Scotty, you be having an ear to these streets, too. Scotty, if you're watching me, do not take that woman back. I know you have soul ties to her. I know you created kids. She embarrassed you. She humiliated you. All right. Uh, the the next thing that you know, I mean, the only thing she didn't do, as far as I know, was drag you through the family court. I mean, she embarrassed your kids. She had your kids out here watching her getting her cheeks clapped by young NBA players. You know what I mean? Come on, man, Scotty, don't do it. But Scotty in love. Scotty in love. He's like, baby, I'm yours. All right, he he in love. He gonna take her back. Scotty, don't do it, bro. You do. She she had future dropping talking about he banged your chick in Gucci sandals, mm. Gucci slides. Come on, man. 
Scotty, don't do it, man. There's more, you know, I know you're getting women out there too. I know you're getting some young junior college fresh, young, fresh and green. I would say the rest of that biggie line, but now then people would be calling me metaphiles. If you know the rest of that line from the biggie song, he likes some young, fresh and green. With no, I can't say it. <laughs> I can't say it. Because y'all be y'all gonna take that clip it and call me a metaphile. All right, so Gucci flip-flops on. Come on, man. That's crazy. All right, so anyway, shout out to Mr. J.H. Shabazz. That's what I call you. He said, shout out to the coach gang and free agent foe life. That's what we do it around here. Rolos, Pantene hair weave in the building. Appreciate you for being here again and again. Shout out to the Pantene's hair weave in the building. Hair weave? Boy, is it a hair weave? All right, where we at here? Turn the tassel. Steven says, trap. Traditional man equals old school big man. Uh, game has changed. Traditional man equals old school big man. Old school big man. Interesting. Interesting. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm interested. That a lot of you, man, I'll tell you, man, I'd be having fun at the junior college, man. But uh, a lot of young women, be they just want to be around the old man's aura. Sure. They, the money's always going to be involved with women. I can't stand with it. Yes, the money's going to be always involved. But what's happening is they, they just want to be around older men's aura. You know, that's something that they soak up. They soak up that. Yeah, they skedaddle after they get a fistful of 20s. I skedaddle too. But you'd be amazed what your niece is out here doing. And your daughters, your co-workers, the young girls that you that work at the uh the, the ice cream store, <laughs> the girls in college. You'll be amazed, bro. It's all family, it's all good, it's all fun and games, man. Everybody wins. Everybody wins in the building. Andre416 says, I looked on your Instagram and on a post, one of the top comments was, I bet my life these young girls don't want you. <laughs> there we go. We were just talking about it. Haters be like, him skin, not even chocolatey. It's just cocoa butter. Him, him, them young girls don't want you. Him, when was I even talking about young girls? But it must have been a post where I was talking about young girls. Them young girls don't want him. Him, him don't get no young girl. Him, him just stuck with fat girls like every black man. Him, him, him mess with fat white women, I'm sure. All right. And fat Latinas. And him got a passport and him a sucker. Him, him don't get no young girls. Them young girls don't want you. Uh, do, do y'all want to see? Do y'all see me on Seeking? Do y'all see? Do y'all see what I get? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Like. I show y'all over on a weekly basis. Him don't get no young girl. Him, him mess with old fat white women. <laughs> Him think him skin look good. Him chocolatey skin. And this skin ain't even chocolatey. Him skin ashy. Yeah, man, it's all good. It's all good. Somebody says, are they on locals? They're on locals. Yep, him been unhurt and him a metaphile. And him don't even get them young girls. And they don't. They, if he get young girls, him only get them because they like him for him money. <laughs> you know that's how they talking too. Meanwhile, your daughter, 10 toes up gang in the building. Oh, him, 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 definitely a metaphile. <laughs> All right, Andre dropping it. He says, so how come no one said the van girl is a deadbeat running from responsibilities? Um, did we even? Yes. He says also that woman earlier got a PhD just to blame women uh, being in the streets on a cycle. Interesting. And wow, that's true too. Yeah, that was a cover, man. And he says, even had the nerve to link it to evolution. This sounds like 
uh, your why women live stream all over again. Uh huh. Yeah. So again, I think again, once again, uh, that proves that when women use science, they use it to defend their debaucherous behavior. But when science does prove that men prefer certain things and it's normally linked to debauchery or against monogamy, they don't like it. No, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. You should still be able to control your urges and keep it in your pants. All right. I don't care how I don't care how attractive the woman is and how busted Pillsbury biscuit can I am. You married me. You committed and you committed to this type of relationship and you committed to this monogamy and you shall not cheat on me. Despite the fact that I don't gain 150 pounds. You should still love me. It's about love. Sex is about love. Did you guys see my clip that I played at the beginning of the show? Sex has nothing to do with love. They've never been really connected. Although I will say this many times, some of the best sags you're going to get is in a committed with a committed person. Like, you know what I mean? Like when you're fine tuned and you're in sync. Yeah. But I don't want that no more. I mean, if I have that, she's not, she's not going to be the only one. Andre is back in the building. He says, I never liked academics due to him. Johnson riding rappers, but he was making good um, possible stolen points about Tate in between this shuffling. Did, did I cover this? He was saying what you said about going viral isn't good for red pill guys and that they should either make an app or website or use true social. So, okay, I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I went over that, but I think um, academics might've been talking about with Tate. I think, um, what's his name? Academics has always said red pill is probably not going to go big. It's not going big enough. And caution, if he did caution that, that, that red pill would have a cap, then he's correct. And I was certainly correct on it too. All right. And then I wasn't trying to hate. And I'm looking out for myself too, because I'm going, you know what I mean? Like if I all of a sudden got an overnight 1 million followers, I would be like, oh shit. That's what I would be like. I'd be like, oh hell no. <laughs> I'd be like, nah, this is not good. Like after 30 days, after all of a sudden, then my numbers went up to a million. I'll be like, oh shit. You know what it's time to do? All right, get that Spotify deal. All right, here we go. As soon as I get the deal, uh, I'm gonna start shuffling. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man. What you gonna do? Look out, boys, it's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Next thing I would be doing is like all them brothers that used to listen to me are metaphiles. <laughs> Throwing y'all under the bus, them metaphiles over there. But if, what did you say? I say monkey double backflips. What is that? I want to be married. I want one woman. <laughs> all right. Anyway, man, no, I wouldn't throw y'all under the bus. Depends on how much the money, $260 million, them metaphiles over there. Them men bitter and hurt. <laughs> I turned into Uncle Ruckus. Well, I am Uncle Ruckus. But anyway, shuffling like a mug. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. They had my ass over there, him, him on the flight logs of the uh, Epstein report. All of a sudden, I look up, my name is on there. Holy shit, how did my name get up there? They're like this. New, 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 new world order. <clears throat> Damn. All right, time to shuffle. <laughs> All right. Anyway, where are we at here? Uh, Jesus Ramirez says, Coach, I got a cold. Give me the buzzer. I'm not going to jinx myself, but, man, I don't be. Never mind. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> but 
best wishes to your health, man. Keep your health in order. All right, without health, you don't have anything. All right, last one. Joseph K says, shout out to the coach and the coach gang. I have to, I have the over under at one and a half. Let me see. I have the over under one and a half nasty boys reaching out to the belly deli girl and smashing on a slow Tuesday. Do you think there's at least one dude that when I pull the belly deli girl up, they're trying to find the channel. They're trying to find her because her, 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 her name could be seen just a little bit of the name. You know, they going on you, uh, TikTok trying to find that girl. Poor girl. If I'm giving her, that's true gamer, by the way. If y'all trying to find the belly deli girl, y'all down bad. Down bad. All right. Shout out to last one, Albert, in, uh, Albert Ingram. Do you think the Christian church played a part in the corruption of today's society? But my man have some deep questions right there. What do I think? New, 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 new world order. Well, if you guys know my real history and connection with the red pill, as they call it, some of you guys aren't really red pill. You're just red pill about women. But some of you guys are waking up. I have a red pill about life. If you guys know anything about the clergy, they've been always closely linked. I don't want to say too much, but they've always been closely linked to um, um, a leadership position in society. New, 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 new world order. As a matter of fact, most clergy next to next to the king, it was the clergy. Most of the time, the clergy controlled the king. You know what I mean? So with that being said, church has always been closely linked to the top upper echelon people in the world. And a lot of people in the church, as you can see, once the exposing comes, especially with cults and church members, a lot of them have done very nefarious things and horrible things. And they've had horrible sins. They committed horrible sins against the people and their parishioners only to get up every week and tell these people that they lived in sin, that they were that they, that they were going to die and go to hell. OK, this is the explanation of the church. Now, of course, there's not all church people do this, but the church is one of the most debaucherous places there is many times. And it's not if it's not the parishioners, it's the leaders themselves. So um, we can explore that a little bit later. Uh, but a lot of times, you know, the king, uh, you know, when you look at European history, the king and the churches were always closely linked. They had very much, you know, they they were ordained by God, meaning they were the only voice um, leading to God. So a lot of the prisoners had to give them an extensive power. And the church did have extensive power in every single community uh, for a long time. And of course, they lost their position. They lost their position. Um, there's no more God in our society. God is gone. I'm, I mean, listen, if you are a godly person, I'm, I'm not trying to step all on your toes, but God is gone. And actually, if you remember about 10 years ago, there was a big, uh, non-believer meaning atheist movement that hit the United States and it caused people to become shaky ground with, with their spirituality. Right. And a lot of people were exposing the crooked nature or they're exposing the science behind uh, creation and all of these things. Right. So a lot of people got shaky with their faith. A lot of people now, you know, we've progressed as a society. We know more. The church used to keep the church and the politicians and the king used to keep this information from us. But we're in the information age. So now we know more. And now we can look back at our pastor and be like, well, pastor, what about this? What about that? Um, so there's some people believe that the Bible was outdated. Some people think that the Bible is misogynist. Some people think that now you can still be a lukewarm Christian and, and not believe in the Bible or not believe in it literally. So I think for the most part in our society, we, we live in a mostly overwhelming 
godless society. Um, and that's been encroached on. So if you're a spiritual person and you wish it to be godly again, um, the Pandora's box is open to that. So I don't think there'll be any more power uh, with the church. With that being said, with that being said, to answer the question, <laughs> to answer the exact question, um, yes, the, they they have been a corrupt, there has been a corruption of the churches in many levels of spirituality, not just with Christianity, but there has been corruptions in 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 backdoor deals with politicians behind back doors, some of these preachers and priests doing things to children and to uh their female following. Yeah. And not only their female following, their male following. Nope. Huh? Their male following. What was that one dude? Bishop Long Dong Eddie Long pause. I mean, wasn't he allegedly trying to get at cheats from his boy? I mean, come on, man. So once these things get out, you lose faith. People, people lose faith. So with that being said, that's just related to church. Church, it doesn't have to do with your spirituality. Your spirituality is one thing and your connection and your walk in faith is, is one thing. But the church is a whole nother thing. And of course, of course, their corruption, uh, even if you look at um, uh, the churches with the, you know, the, the pulpit uh, pimps, you know, the Creflo dollars and the, um, what's the what do with the jet? Remember when he was getting on the jet, he had those piercing satanic blue eyes. And he was looking at that female reporter. I can't, Kenneth Copeland, and I believe his name is. You know, Benny Hinn. A lot of these things, these shows have been exposed as uh, fraudulent and magicians. And a lot of these people uh, got away with it for a long time. You look at the black church, the Jesse Jacksons, the Reverend Al Sharps. These people don't preach about church, but they're named reverends, right? And ministers and all of these people. And all they did was padded their pockets and created uh, connections with the new, 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 new world order. Yeah, the Jimmy Swaggerts. You know, so listen, uh, I know I know there's some spiritual people that got their feelings hurt about this, but uh, it is what it is. A lot of these black politicians definitely did make connections with um, hot sauce and purse, purse um, um, and um, uh, politicians. They got paid. A lot of these people were paid operatives by the new, 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 new world order. <laughs> it is what it is. I know people are upset about it. I didn't make it. I didn't make it happen. I didn't make it happen. It is what it is. So once these things came to light, what, what, what's in the dark comes to light. This is all biblical. Now the church has to scramble, right? They have to scramble and they have to make it make sense. So uh, they have to fix that. Once they fix that, maybe they'll get a little bit more power in our society. But I'm going to tell you, man, uh, the church has had had a lot of control over the, the world. And um, they had a lot of control over their patronage, meaning they kept secrets away from them. There's no longer that. Do we have too much information? Yeah, too much information. All right, so anyway, they will have to stop the information bandwagon. Uh, by the way, some of these preachers and these therapists are pissed off at YouTubers because we get bigger audiences than them. Shit, how you like them apples, all right? And that's you. Huh? And the paid pastors, want, he, he wanted a watch? Oh, man. Come on, man. It's gone. Y'all church is gone. Shout out to the church people in the building. Anyway, all right, let's get to the first subject here. Subject matter, subject matter, right quick. I'm thinking of doing two hours today. Oh, shout out to, uh, we forgot about y'all's uh, Slow Tuesday. Let's go ahead and check it in on y'all girl, what y'all girl looking like tonight. What's the question? What's your body count? What? What's your body count? Body count? 260, I'm not going to lie. No, not your, your body count. What do you mean? How many, 
Oh no, she's way more lightweight than I am. Ma'am, how many bodies have you had sex with? Oh no, I can't count that. <laughs> oh man. Oh, she got the triple chin going. She was like, Oh, I can't count that. Look at her, boy. And she be lying down on her back, can't even see you. All right, she wearing her glasses too. Had sex with. Oh no, I can't count that. <laughs> <laughs> y'all some nasty boys, boy. What y'all talking about? She said you, she can't count all that with them big old fingers. Now, I know y'all want to go holler at her over here. All right, she a little bit too old for me, but I'll holler. All right, but over here, she like, oh, I still be getting ran through. Ma'am, how many bodies have you had sex with? Oh, no, I can't count that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I can't. She said she got, I got titties on my back, too. She, hey, man, I'm a fun time. She was like, I got to be lying on my back. You can feel them. I can be lying on my stuff. Okay, this is how my show gets. Cannot. <laughs> Let's just say it's more than the 10 fingers. Okay, okay. Mr. George. All right, it's more than the 10 fingers over there. It's more than the 10 fingers. Look at my, <laughs> my man tried to imagine. <laughs> he looking like, yo. He looking like, yo, what are you talking about, 10 fingers? Okay. <laughs> He's gone. All right, so shout out to my girl. It's Slow Tuesday, and it's her day. It's her day. You know how it goes. All right, uh, where are we at here? Let's get into the first story. Runaway Bride. Oh, man, what happened to you, Simp? This is going to be a Simp tale. What's going on with my, my share screen here? All right, this is going to be a tale of a Simp, a tale of a faithful Simp who started on his wedding legacy aboard this tiny ship. It says right here, Runaway Bride fled a London airport with her fiancé's luggage and $6,000 moments before their flight to Rome, a report says. Damn. All right, let's go ahead and hit his ass right there. Wow. Got me a flatback ad right there. Okay, there's the airport. That must be Heathrow. Metropolitan Police was called to the London's Heathrow Airport on Thursday, August 11th. The Sun reports that the runaway bride, the bride-to-be, fled with the fiancé's luggage and the lottery, leaving him distraught. Authorities told the insider that the officer spoke to the man and no arrests have been made. Wow. Here it is right here. A man in his bride-to-be, he was ready to start his legacy, booked plane tickets for their wedding in Rome, but she reportedly fled the London Heathrow Airport with the luggage and 5,000 pounds or $6,000 right before the flight. Mm. How did she get the $6,000 or the 5,000 pounds? In a statement to insiders, the Metropolitan Police said officers responded to the airport to a report that a man's luggage and money were stolen at the Heathrow Airport. Quote, officers were called to a check-in area at the Heathrow Airport on Thursday, 11 August, to a report that a quantity of cash and personal belongings had been stolen from a man. The spokesman said, officers attended and spoke to the man. Inquiries continue. The spokesman added that no arrests had been made at the time. Uh, representatives from the Heathrow Airport did not immediately respond to insiders' requests for comments, but let's see if the sun broke it down. According to the sun, the incident occurred between a newly engaged couple in their 40s. Wow. In their for Okay, so this was a classic example. I'm 40. You're 40. We'd make a wonderful power couple. 
This is why I would know. Marry no 40-year-old, no. All right, this is why you're messing with these young girls. They only want you for your money. Here's a 40-year-old woman stealing the money and the luggage. Fleed with the lottery. Possibly they spotted me. So here it is right there. You got a, you got a 40-year-old woman in London. She Her teeth probably was jacked up too. And now she's fleeing. It says right there, in a newly engaged couple. This sounds new. All right, and uh, let's go ahead and see if I actually, I think I do have video footage of what their wedding was supposed to look like. So let's go ahead and see if I can pull that video footage up. Um, yeah, uh, here it is right here. Let's see. Oh, there it is right there. Um, yep, and she's like, got him. Oh, hell no. She's like this. Got another sucker gump. Oh, let's show it again. She's like, yeah, uh-huh. Sign that up. Got him. Yay. Whoa. She's like, I'm winning out here. Yeah, look at this sucker gump, this sucker for love. I'm 40. You're 40. We make a great power couple. <laughs> you can take care of my stepkids. You can be stepdaddy of the year. Uh-huh. Got him. All right. We're, let's, let's continue with the article. According to the Sun, okay, it says right here, the couple was flying to Rome to get maddied. Maddie? 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 All right, but when the man went to the bathroom, the woman took all of his belongings and disappeared, the outlet reported. Gone. All right, this is a quote from someone. I'm not sure who it is, but this is going to be in somewhat uh, English here, uh, like like United Kingdom Kingdom talk. He was in bits, totally inconsolable. It says inconsolable. Apparently, they'd only met very recently, and he had fallen head over heels for her. Mm. One, per one person who witnessed the incident told the son. So they must have been talking. Oh, I'm going to go get married in Rome. We just met. His dumb ass put a ring on it, and she went and skedaddled. Our love is like no other love. You don't understand. You know his family members disowned him. Do not marry that skank, that skeezer. Do not marry her. <laughs> he was like, oh, she loves me. She said she would never do those things to me like my first wife did to me. So I'm going to take her to Rome. I'm going to give her everything. I'm going to show her the world. She's already been to Rome. She gets to Rome. She don't need to take pictures. She's like, been here, done that. She's like, I don't even want to go to Rome. She's like, I'm going to get this sucker. Quote, he proposed a day earlier and she accepted. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. Just a day earlier and she accepted. Boy, there's so many red flags here. She said this what? I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island topped. I've done all of that. He proposed a day earlier and she accepted. They planned to marry in Rome and were about to fly there. Then she did a runner while he went to the loo and vanished with all his, of, all of their belongings. Wait, all of their belongings? I guess so. Like, where could you go in an airport? I have a bit. Listen, it's an airport. <laughs> like, where are you going in the airport? Like, don't they have cameras? How do you disappear in the most secure place they're supposed to be? Like somebody, uh, we got to, we, we, hold on for a second. What's going on with this bullshit? This is one of the secure places there is, right? Don't they have cameras everywhere in the airport? How do you disappear in an airport? I'm thoroughly confused. The witness told the son that the staff attempted to locate the woman, but couldn't find her. 
what? It wasn't even clear if she'd gone out of the airport or uh, onto another country, the witness said. In the end, the police were called. Even her name was in doubt by then. Oh, that, that, I believe that. Now, that makes sense. So what could have happened is that I, what I believe to happen was that she got this gump and uh, she was like, I'm going to take him. I'm going to stick him for his paper. Damn. I, why I want to stick him for his paper. She booked a flight in her real name, real passport, and she had to flee with the lottery before they got through security, right? Because I'm assuming you'd have to show a passport or some sort of ID to go from London to trying to patch this story up. So I don't know if you fleed, you fled before you got through the security and checked in because you have to show your passport to get through security. Right. Um, Maybe they checked in. He was like, why don't you go to the bathroom before we check in? And then she skedaddled. Or she had a ticket already and she already knew what flight to catch in a certain area, right? And she just basically disguised herself, who, whatever she did here. But she got it. So uh, apparently, I guarantee, you think it was a Russian bride? Who thinks it was a, Ru oh, okay, here we go. This is going to be a good one here. Poll time, poll. What was the country origin, ethnicity, ethnicity of the bride? All right, we're going to give you four choices here. We're going to go Russian mail order. Asian, any Asian, uh, uh, crooked tooth, white, Caucasian, Caucasian, or black, all right, a <laughs> sister, black European. All right, here we go right there, poll time. Ukrainian, you can put that on the, wait, you can put that in Russian. Yes, because Ukrainian chicks right now, dude, do not mess with Ukrainian chicks. They desperate. I'll put Latinas off. Do not mess with no, do not mess with Ukrainian chicks. They are off. Do not trust them right now. They're, they, they trust level is low ski. They're doing anything right now. They on survival mode. Anybody that's in survival mode, do not get with their ass. They're just going <laughs> to, they're going to stick you for your paper. Somebody said black. Okay. We got mostly Russian. So she was a Ruski, Natoshka. Hi, I'm Natasha. Va va voom. Me Natasha, me lonely. Me Sashka, Saskiana. My name's Sasha, Sashka. Sashka from Ukraine, me lonely. Me just want to marry a good wife, husband. Va va voom. <laughs> Sashka and Natasha. Me, we marry you both, Natasha and Sashka. <laughs> Ivanka, Irina, Irina. I dated some women from that region of the country, man. I'm going to tell you, they hard to trust. I'm going to tell you why they hard to trust because we've been, you know, men of my age, we've been so, they, we've been told about Russian people for a long time that they was evil and, you know, the Red Scare and all of that stuff. Every movie was an evil Russian. So it's hard for me to trust a Russian person. I was looking at these people. Shout out to everybody in Russia. And some of those women, some of those women are like European. You know, they they fit the standard of beauty of every swimsuit model in the late 80s and the early 90s. So they're sort of exotic, but they have the European model, flat back, flat, flat everything. And everybody went over head over heels. Then you go over there, you'd be like, where are they at? 
Me no spy, me Natasha, me love you. Me love you long. Yeah, they be having them long skinny legs and all that. Yeah. Yeah, they don't age well and they be in that alcohol like they like that alcohol, alcohol. And to me, they don't even look, I mean, now Russia's going to be mad at me. All right. Every week I piss a country off. Now the Russians are going to come after me and I can ill afford for these people to come after me. Should I continue to just piss off Russia now? (laughs) Come on. I mean, I get it. But come on, man. Now I'm going to go in on Russia. My God, Russian women. Now they're going to be coming after me. What do you say, Natasha? Hey, what happens is I actually dated women from Bulgaria, um, Lithuania, all in that area, right? Ruski, Russia, Russia, right? And then I dated this Lithuanian chick, and she knew how to speak all those languages. She could speak five languages in that region. So a lot of her friends here in the United States, she was she was only here for a, a few few years. But a lot of the friends she hung out with were Russian chicks. So I would be hanging out with her and we'd be hanging out with Russian chicks. This is what I would say. Hey, it's hard to trust them, bro. You just be like, I'm getting spied on for shiggity. I'm like, I, they start talking to each other. I'm like, man, we're, I'm getting shot. There's no way. <laughs> I was like, there's no way I'm surviving this. I'm going to be somewhere like, am I going to be the next Lee Harvey Oswald? Like, what the hell's going on here? All of a sudden, they're going to say, oh, he he defected to Mother Russia. I was like, there's no way, man. These people are not spies. (laughs) I could never be comfortable around them. Then you go to their house, and then you sit all on their furniture. You're looking around at that gaudy shit. You're like, boy, this decor, I can't get used to it. They got the marionettas around there, the little, I was like, man, this is too much. They like, do you want some Russian bread? No, nah, don't make nothing for me, ma'am. Don't make nothing for me. I don't want no drinks. I don't want no bread. I don't want nothing. Mm. All right. Then all of a sudden, I take a drink. I'm like, oh, thank you, Natasha. Thank you. Oh, baby boy, look at them flatbacks. Flatbacks for days. I'll be like, oh, wait, boy, that drink good, Natasha. You sure know how to make a good drink. Gone. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so we're saying she's Rus- she's from Russia. All right. Anyway, be gone, man. All of a sudden, I'm telling secrets. I wake up. Beep. She's slapping a ruler against her head. You tell Natasha right now. You tell Natasha every secret you know. Tell me everything about the black community and what they have planned here for the America. You tell Natasha now. Mm. <laughs> I'll be like, I don't know nothing. I'm like, maybe the only thing I can tell you right now, if you loosen me up, I'll give you a shot. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Natasha, that's all I know. I don't know what to tell you. All right, let's get on to the next show. We're doing Prime of Decline. I'd be like, hey, as long as you sit on my face, I don't know what to tell you. If you sit on my face, maybe I'll tell you a couple of things. (laughs) All right, anyway, uh, shout out to everybody in Russia. 
I didn't mean to piss y'all off. Do not come after me. It's a jokes. Jokes, you say. We don't tell jokes over here. <laughs> you ever see that video of that Russian dude that Savak kicked this dude? He did him like kick the hell out of him. I don't want to mess with them people. So got some plutonium in my drink. All right, here we go. Let's play the game of prime and decline. A good old game of prime and decline since we're talking about Larsa Pippen. Uh, where are we at here? Oh, we're going to do this one. Uh, sponsored by KT King, of course. Only clown make joke. We don't make a joke around here. <laughs> okay. The original barbarians. All right. Uh, let's see here. I'm, I'm going to stop. All right. I'm going to stop. No, Hey, Russia. Hey, Putin. We all good. Homie. Everybody send me some flatbacks. Send me some flatbacks and we'd be good. I don't care. All right, so first prime of decline, we're going back to the 1990s. All right, the first one is Elizabeth Berkeley, then and now. All right, I will tell you that I lived in Southern California for many years. I have seen Elizabeth Berkeley in person. And I'm going to tell you, I wasn't really highly high on her before I seen her in person. Then I saw her in person, and she was that much more better looking in person. Not many people are better looking in person. And maybe because I had a low expectation of her. When I saw her, I was like, Elizabeth Berkeley. And then I saw her, I was like, damn. I was like, okay, I can see why. <laughs> right? I was like, because I wasn't into her. She had already done that movie, Showgirls. And she was on Saved by the Bell. I was like, eh. All right. Then I saw her in person. I was like, okay, she all that. She she was that. She was way better. In, she showed way better in person than she did on screen. And some people like her on screen. I never was really into her on screen. And so she had a she had a she she had a shape. She had long dance. She had a dancer's body. Like even she had a little cheeks and all of that stuff. And um, she was nice to me. I'm gonna say that too. I was like, hello. Like she smiled and she was cordial. She said hello. I was like, wow. Hello. That'd be a flat back central right there. All right, um, we'll do a poll on these. I believe we have time to do a poll. This is Elizabeth Berkeley before, obviously in her teenage years, but she probably was in her early 20s. And if you see, uh, she seems like a quirky personality to me, um, similar to, oh, here she is a little bit more flat back going on. Uh, she's losing it, man. Yeah, man. She's got the Botox white woman forehead going. Um, she's holding on. She's holding on for dear life. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to i mean i'm still hitting though i'm definitely still going in i don't care what y'all say i'm definitely going in but she got crazy eyes she got hungry eyes hungry eyes. yeah she like lolo jones quirky to me yes there's another woman that's quirky like this uh stacy dash is quirky and sort of kind of cuckoo for cocoa puffs i would say you know she got this long ass neck um she's quirky like lolo jones quirky and i don't deal with quirky chicks I'm not into quirky chicks, nerdy chicks, maybe nerd girls, but quirky girls that are kind of just kind of they slightly off and their timings off on all the jokes. They they sex is off slightly. They slightly medicated off. She reminds me of this. She quirky. So um, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Uh, let's see here. Let's go ahead and poll. What are we? What's her name? Elizabeth Berkeley. Elizabeth Berserkley. <laughs> right. She do. I wonder. If these celebrities watch the show and they like this, this goofy ass 
lawn jockey was going on in your ass. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I know people are like lawn jockey. That's despicable. How about put cotton balls in your head? All right. Where are we at? Uh, where are we at? Uh, prime or decline? Prime or decline? Where are we at? Uh, let's see. Prime or decline? Let's go ahead and say that right here. Uh, let's see. That's Elizabeth Berkeley. What are y'all thinking? I'm going prime. This is a game. It's not a yes or no game. It's a prime or decline. Which one are you taking? You got to take one. Are you going in? Because, you know, she got the sexy 40-something-year-old MILF thing going on over here. She looked at like every Orange County wife in Newport and in Laguna or Dana Point. Or are y'all going fresh, innocent? You know, she ended up not being so innocent. Remember, she was like the innocent, nerdy girl on the show, and then she came out with showgirls, titties all out. You was like, whoa. All right, we going, uh, uh, it's mostly prime on this one. So I'm telling you, man, I, I'll take either one knowing her. And she's a little taller than, I mean, sorry, she's not as tall as you believe. Let me see if I can look it up really quick. Because in person, I think she looked like 5'11 on television. She looked tall, but she was not that tall. Let me see. Maybe she is. Elizabeth, Elizabeth, how the hell you spell that? <laughs> Beth, Berkeley. I could have looked it up faster than my slow typing ass. 5'10". It says 5'10". So I don't remember her being that tall. There she is right there. I mean, yo, she a little bit more sloppy yogurt. You know, it's a little soggy. We getting a little soggy. But, uh, you know, we can still we can still do something. Still do something. All right, next person. All the pro-blacks are going nuts right now. Pro-blacks are like, what? You find that attractive? This is disgusting, despicable, reprehensible. All right, the pro-blacks can't handle it right now. Okay, pro-blacks, we'll give you somebody. You guys want someone? We'll give you somebody now. I know. Uh, we'll give you one. All right, we'll give you a sister. All right, here we go. We're going to go Angela, Angela Bassett. Uh, Tina Turner, Angela Bassett. Stella got her groove back, Angela Bassett. Waiting to exhale, Angela Bassett. Take your shit. Take your shit, Angela Bassett. Or pack it. What did she say? Pack it or take it? First of all, this is a tough one. <laughs> Who's smashing both of these? Are you smashing the muscular Angela Bassett? Because, dude, she's a hit or miss, man. I'm going to tell you, most times I see her, she's a miss. And then every now and then, she's a hit. Like, most times I see her, I'll be like, uh. And then every now and then, I'll be like, oh, okay. And then I'll be like, nah. Like this picture right here. This She could get it right here. All right, but I don't mess with, like, 55, you know, older. Nah, I can't do that. And that, is that a wig? What's going on, man? I can't do the wig thing. See, this is a pretty picture of her. You know, maybe it's because of the hair. I don't know. But she's a tough one. She's tough on her. You know, sometimes she'd be looking like Serena Williams. She's the muscular Angela Bassett. Y'all hitting a muscular Angela Bassett? All right, so we're going to pull it. We're going to pull it. All right, there you go. This is a little tough here. This is going to be an interesting one. Angela Bassett. And we're chilling. This is Slow Tuesday. Relax. We want some real, real pill knowledge. Get serious, coach. All right, prime or decline? You know, I'm a $2 Tate dig, so I might have to go prime on this one. 
you know, Angela Bassett, see, look at this picture. But, you know, of course, she has lighting and makeup and hair and all of that hair team. You guys know, man, see right here, you're like, okay, then they photoshopped it. They put gauzy and blur on her face mm-hmm. and her neck. And listen, I used to be a model mayhem photographer. I know how the trickery works. I had studio lights and Photoshop. I used to do all of that shit. I could see a good little headshot when I see it. All right, what are we doing here? Y'all going next. All right, so Prime, obviously, on that one. All right, next. The white dudes are nervous now. They're like, get this stuff off the TV. All right, uh, next one is going to be Corey Everson. Corey Everson. Boy, Corey Everson. She was a bodybuilder in the 80s. Any any old heads in here remember this woman? She was like the biggest female bodybuilder in the 80s, like muscular woman. But she went through phases where she was muscular and aerobic. She would be on TV. She was on the covers of all the muscle magazines. And everybody, I can't show all these pictures. Let me see if I can. Let's, this is about the most innocent picture I can show. Corey Everson. Remember her? Is she still alive? I don't know if she's still alive. You got to be old. Like, you know, you had to be like a teenager in the 80s to remember Corey Everson. Can y'all see the photos? Let's make it a little bigger. Y'all ain't doing either one. I don't even know what she looks like in the decline. All right. What does she even look like? Oh, my goodness. I can't even imagine. Oh, who put her name on the list? Okay. Oh, man. Look at that. Oh, whoa. Oh, man. KT King, you need to be ashamed of yourself. Boy, white women got it bad. White women? White women. Let's just have a conversation about, because I'd be dissing the sisters. White women, y'all got it bad. Life do not work out well for y'all in the end. You know what I mean? Like, y'all be. <laughs> oh, man. Like, when it crashes and burns, it be like a blazing inferno. The age just don't work the same. I mean, even when y'all like 40, 45 going into 50, y'all be holding on. Y'all be like, hold on to your love. Face be falling. Eyebrows, eyelids be I mean, it just be a mess. Crow's feet. Y'all be suntanning. Hey, like, hey, white lady, stop suntanning. Stop suntanning. Stay out of the sun. Follow them Asian ladies. Them Asian ladies, they be coming in. Japanese women, they be having a white gloves, umbrella. They ain't getting no sun. None. No sun on my skin. But white women be all up in the damn sun all the time when they're young because, of course, your skin does look better when you're younger and it looks a little bit more like you look healthy. Oh, I need to get some sun. I got. But what ends up happening is by 30 something, it starts to be a catastrophe. Then you're talking about 50 and 70. Sometimes they nose be all looking like Michael Jackson nose. I'm like, they don't have the fat, they don't have the, um, sub epidermal fat tissue they don't have the high cheekbones in the structure they cheekbones already flat and then this oh man i tell you man and but don't be mad between your teenage years and 25 y'all got it going on it's hard to beat again y'all hard to beat between 18 and 25 or younger 
pause. But when they lose, man, I tell you, boy, it goes downhill. So sorry. So, I mean, I ain't even sorry. It's just bad news. You got to watch out for that. And don't be an alcoholic. Don't drink and happen to get a little lumpy. Like the lump don't even go in the right spaces. It go in the wrong place. Like if they party girl and they get raspy voice and they get tired looking like Tara Reed, right? And then they be out there drinking. Oh my goodness. Smoking. Oh man. I'm like, man, what, what happens? All right. Speaking of, we're going to Brigitte. Bridget, Brigitte Nielsen. Speaking of Russia, she played a Russian character in Rocky. I believe it was three. And uh, yeah, another example. And she had a masculine look to begin with. She was more what they would call the, she fit in in the time, the era, because I don't know if you remember in the era, Brigitte Nielsen was popular. A lot of androgynous singers were popular, right? You had the David Bowie's. Um, a lot of the singers that came out of the UK, Tainted Love. I want you, Tainted Love. All right, a lot of them were, adro- well, they weren't just adro- androgynous. They weren't just androgynous. I'm going to also tell you what they were, but that's neither here nor there. But we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and roll the, uh, <laughs> we'll go ahead and roll the theme song just to let you know. Fly in the sky, I can go twice as high. Take a look, it's in a book, a reading rainbow. I can go anywhere. Friends to know and ways to grow, a reading rainbow. A reading rainbow. All right. Hey, um, so you know, a lot of those, you know, uh with boy George androgynous looking, even Prince was in it. Prince made his whole in imagery on androgyny. So during this time, and by the way, KT King, we're gonna ban you from Prime and Decline now. You be putting too many bodybuilders on your damn. <laughs> too many damn was it rocky four or three so androgyny in the 80s going back to this woman was a big deal all right so a lot of they this was the first time they actually this is when they the limp-wristed male culture kind of came in this culture of uh weak men like the, 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 the rock dude the rock stars be all skinny and stuff and the models was all skinny and everybody looked crazy and weak and tippy toe and you couldn't tell who was who even michael jackson was somewhat androgynous you know what i mean so even michael jackson was somewhat androgynous um so yeah we did have that and of course then we had the overcompensation of he-man and conan and a-team and b.a baracus you know then we had the over muscular sylvester stallone and all of that stuff so boy in a weird the 80s messed us up the 80s messed us up Right. We didn't know. You, you think we had gender problems now. We were all messed up. We were either wanting to be hyper testosterone, Hulk Hogan. Big old muscles, ultimate warrior. We either wanted to be muscular, huge Rambo or tippy toe ass. Anyway, 
Shout out to this one. This one's an easy one. I'm not even going to put up a poll here. This is Brigitte Nielsen. She was a sexy. She was the sexy woman in the 80s. Good Lord. Holy mackerel. Um, and this is her now. I mean, this is a no brainer. Life is cruel. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger was big. Boy, the 80s was a mess. Now you see why Generation X is all messed up. All right, next one. We're not even going to run the poll on this one. This game is getting a little long. We got three more. Can y'all be patient? All right, uh, we got Kiana Tom. Kiana Tom. Anybody remember this? Again, you got to be an old head to remember Kiana Tom. All right, so who is Kiana Tom? She was. This is another KT King special, another bodybuilder. Have you noticed that? Wrestler or bodybuilder? And as you can see, boy, that's her now. All right, so who remembers Kiana Tom? Kiana Tom, what would happen was, I think I've explained this before. Kiana Tom was um, on ESPN. They would not show SportsCenter in the morning like they do now for you young people. So in the morning on ESPN, Monday through Friday, was workout shows. They would show workout shows and they would be some location in Hawaii or something like that. And one of the shows was Kiana Tom and they would be in their bikinis doing exercises and they'd be showing her in slow motion. <laughs> they'd be showing her in slow motion doing lifting like five pound dumbbells. Boy, those were the days. So dudes back in the day, we didn't have OnlyFans or Instagram. We had Kiana Tom on ESPN. We'd be watching like this <laughs> and she'd be bending over doing the, um, She'd be doing the, the bend over roll like this with like an eight pound dumbbell and all glistening in the sun. We'd be like, oh, my Lord. <laughs> all right. Kiana Tom. So that I remember if y'all the old head, y'all remember that we didn't have Instagram. We had Kiana Tom. All right. On ESPN in the morning. And then they have this very old weightlifting dude. He come in there all buff. He came in, all his body was all shaved down, and he come in there with his hair all sticking up. All right, like, who is this dude getting in the way of my girl? Get Kiana Tom back on the TV. Doing basic-ass exercising. Uh, so this is Kiana Tom now, and didn't work out for her. Um, obviously, now she looking like Michael Jackson. Oh, wait, you can't see it. Uh, let's add it right there. Now she looking like Michael Jackson. All right, this is Kiana Tom before. And she was kind of old then. You know, you could kind of tell she was in her mid-30s, late 40s then. She wasn't young then. She was a very smart woman. But this is her now looking like Michael Jackson. Or Latoya, at least. Uh, what are we doing with Kiana Tom? This is too damn easy. All right. Uh, this is getting easy. Anyway, KT King, blame him. All right. So Demi Moore. Demi Moore, another fit girl. This is G.I. Jane. I can see he has a fetish for fit women. Yeah. Um, uh, Demi Moore was in the Brat Pack back in the day. This was her in her prime. And then this is her kind of in her decline. As you can see here, she had her fatty face here, and then she starts losing the face. Oh, this is the white woman special here, European special. She has the chin. She has the white girl chin. That's what you will see prominently featured in any modeling magazine. They're always going to have the chin, Kaylee chin. Their chin will always be in this cut, you know. So so most of the time, the men will have that chin, too. This is why in European culture and Caucasian culture, having a recessed chin is like loser territory. Like you're at the low end of the genetic 
uh, the genetic lottery when your chin is recessed. In their culture, the chin is everything. Uh, uh, square jaw with men and women. Strong jaw. So uh, let's see here. She has the prominent chin. And uh, there she is now looking a little trashy. And then she developed. She's I'm, she's not my type, but eh. she's not ugly. I can see she's cutesy. Oh, see, look at that. Oh, my Lord. I hope she's acting right here. Look at that, bro. Kaylee's turning to Karen. Kaylee's turning to Karen, bro. I hope she's, I hope that's makeup and hair. What is that? Then they get that thing right here. They all get that thing right here. What is that called? What is this called right here when they get this sad mark, where they all look sad? And you see them, you be like, how you doing? She's the library. She turned around like this. She turned around with her hair. Because, you know, I mean, when you in California, you see them, you be like, oh, she 20. She turned around with that hair dye. She 56. She turned around. How you doing? And she got the chin like this here, the jowls. This is the jowls down here. But whatever happens here. And they permanently sad. They permanently sad, and you turn around, you be like, why the long face? Why you sad? She's like, what do you mean? I'm not sad. And her face be like this here. I'm not sad. Why do you think I'm sad? You you look angry. You look sad at me. Why the long face? Are, are, are you upset about something? Well, they permanently look upset because they get that. <laughs> All right, anyway. Too damn easy. We're going prime. Hey, ladies, if you're saying we're cruel to you, imagine how we felt when we were teenage boys. There's still men in their 20s that feel like this. You guys just totally bash these men. Now you want me to feel bad because the father time done beat you over the head with the ugly stick. Uh, last one, Paula Abdul. Paula Abdul. Um, as you can see here, this is Paula Abdul in school. Straight up, now tell me. Uh, this is probably her. This is her probably in her 40s. I don't even know who this other woman is right here. Yeah, that's a little bit older. Uh, let's get a young picture of Paula Abdul. I would say this is a younger, younger. Let's get a younger. Let's go younger. Yeah, right here, right here. L.A. Laker cheerleader Paula Abdul. I'm going to go here. So this one, she looking like Stacey Dash. She looking like Stacey Dash right here. You know what I mean? You know, she's trying to say, you know, she tried to sneak over on black culture and Paul Mooney called her black. Paula Abdul. And uh, let's see what she looks like now. All right. Uh, this is her again. There's the face. Is that her? Yeah, I guess that's her when she's young, 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 young. She's pretty young back in the day. She has yeah, she was in these streets, too. She was in these streets. Look at her with Jesse Spano. She over there with Emilio Estevez or whoever these people are. She was in these streets. Look at her. She always next to a dude right there looking at Jesse Spano and all that. Now this is her. Yeah, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be proud to have her now. You know what I mean? I would take her back in the day. This is easy one. Somebody said straight up now set straight up smash when she was young. That younger picture of her. Oh, yeah, we definitely I'm definitely going with that where she's at. You know, I take her now, but. You know, this is what I want. I want to. I want that girl. Or I want to. All right. That's the game, man. I know this is debaucherous today. This is a crazy show.
All right, man, let me do. Oh, we got to do some acknowledgments of the brothers that are contributing, and then we'll get into the main event of the show. We're going to talk about Larza Pippen. All right, thanks for sticking around. Uh, shout out to my friends overcharge me. He said, shout out to Scotty Pippen Jr. He, he just tweeted, focused on myself and my goals. I'm not responsible for nobody's actions. He says, he says, whoa, brother, brother, is red-pilled early. So he knows his mother's in the news, and uh, she's making her round. She's in her whole phase. We call it 304, uh, but uh, people that know divorce, uh, women go through this phase in marriage, and they want to test it out. They're actually going to get to the point where they can no longer call their shot. So they're a little bit nervous. They're approaching 50. They're like, all right, is is this it? Can I test it out? Can I upgrade? Can I level up? And they get a little nervous, and they get skittish, and then they jump. All right, they go rabbit and jump. And then when they go rabbit and jump, it's, it's all down here. It's like the wily Coyote falling to the ground. Then they look for somebody to save their ass. Then they like, and it's all Jermaine Fultz. It's always Jermaine Fultz. Yep. Uh, my uh, Maryland guy says, uh, Coach, you are right about people rising too fast. Andrew Tate banned from YouTube and Twitch. Twitch today. Even Twitch? Twitch is a little bit. He says, uh, same would have eventually happened to Kevin Samuels. Yeah, he says the NWO, right? New, 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 new got to him. Order. People are like, he didn't, they didn't get to him. They would have got to Kevin. They, they Remember, not too long before Kevin died, they had the petition going around. The same petition that Andrew Tate had going around. Y'all remember that? See, we've, we quickly forget. Y'all got some short memories. All right, remember, they had a petition to get Kevin Samuels kicked off of, <laughs> off of social media. And they and the same thing happened to Andrew Tate. As soon as that happens. Oh man. Anyway, yeah, they was ready to cancel Kev. So maybe his exit plan was he's like, let me get out on top. <laughs> right. All right. He's like, it ain't getting no better. It's about to get worse. He was like, I'm out. Checked out. Or or new, 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 new world order. All right, shout out to Double uh, A. Andrew says, Coach, uh, when dealing with your receptionist, Estelle, do you typically have to hold frame? <laughs> he says, I have one at my job, and she keeps pronouncing my name wrong. Um, I know she's old, but this is reprehensible. Any advice? Yes, indeed. I got advice because I actually had. It is all Jermaine when I worked at universities, every university I worked at, I always had an older woman as a secretary. Okay. I've really, there were every now and then there was a young woman. And, um, but most of the time it was an older woman. And a couple of things, you know, they would always want to do work. I really had, when I worked at Stony Brook, I had this old ass lady. She was the basketball secretary for men's and, men and women's basketball. She was God awful. Like she would be like, oh, let me do this and I can do this. She she would want to have tasks and she'd come over there and she'd be like, hi, how you doing? And she sit up there. She come into work and do her little job, sit there. She would mostly sit there and play solitaire because she was atrocious as a worker. She was God awful atrocious. Right. So I would never give her stuff to do. But every now and then I'm like, all right, can you handle this? But you got to treat them with kid gloves. You got to treat them like they're children. Oh, you did so good, Betty. Oh, so Betty, you did so good. Oh, thank you very much. These women don't want to come in and work. They ain't trying to work. (laughs) 
you got to treat them nice. You know what I mean? You got to reward them and praise them. You know, they want to, you know, they've been raising kids for 20, 30 years. Now they going to work because their kids are all out of the house. They're empty nesters. She don't know what else to do. She really don't want to be working, working. So don't give her nothing that's going to be a brain bender. And you got to realize no matter how old you are, like I'm an older person considered older in my society. So we're a little bit behind on technology. We're always going to be behind on technology. So she's super duper behind if she's in her 60s. But you don't want to correct her. Hi, how you doing? And, and here's the other thing about old people. They don't give a damn. They give a damn is super duper busted. Okay, uh, old people's give a damn. Uh, see, uh, older, a man by 50 never try to correct or change them. He's who he is. And his give a damn is busted. He rarely ever experienced embarrassment. There's nothing that embarrasses a man over 50, 55, or a woman over 60. They like, she. <laughs> There's no correcting them. There's no need to try to put them in line and get them to change. Well, we don't call them that. You got to know the pronouns now, Nancy. Nancy don't give a damn. Nancy's not about to learn no pronouns. She's like, get that shit, man. Look, I'm trying to re realize if I could soak my feet under this desk. They seem to, they've been there, done that. Now, man in his 50s, forget it. There's no correcting him. If he's on the off path of the off the beaten path, he ain't coming back. He's already gone. He's in the spirit of Elijah. He looking at all of y'all like you insane and crazy. Man in his 50s is not coming back. And don't try to show him up or embarrass him. There's no arguing. <laughs> There's no arguing with men in their 50s and women in their 60s. I'm like, shit, man, you ain't been here long enough. You was the, you was the damn crust in your parents' eyes when I was out here running the game. The hell out of here. All right, so uh, your my advice about your older secretary that really can't. Can't do nothing. She's incompetent. She ain't trying to do nothing anyway. She's just trying to get away from playing bridge all day. Okay. So you lucky enough is she recognizes you on a daily basis. All right. What we got? He said one foot in the grave. Yep. If they don't have two feet in the grave, they got one foot at least. <laughs> The, oh, and what they're also doing is trying to up their Social Security benefits. So if you have an old person at work, they're trying to up their Social Security benefits so that their top salary is at the top by the time they retire. So that's the only reason she they're there. They're like, look, mother, do not push me. Don't push me because I'm close to the edge. <laughs> he says one in the grave and one on the banana peel. They... Shout out to the old people. Okay, VMAD in the building. He says, here's a quote from the author, uh, DeShiel Hammett, I believe it says, you don't pay a prostitute for SEX, you pay her to leave afterwards. That's kind of like the famous John, uh, Charlie Sheen quote, Charlie Estevez. Uh, quote, uh, people don't understand that either, right? I think the trade-off is you don't want to really want her around. So, you know, post-nut clarity is going to hit with women that you're with. You don't want to go through the odd song and dance. You also don't want to hold masculine frame and kick the woman out. So you come to an agreement after this, this is severance. There's no expectations after this. 
Uh, people don't really understand that either. Or they may say you're coping and that's true. I don't know. I don't think that's the case. I think it's more that the guy does not want a relationship afterwards. That odd talk. It's the odd conversation of, oh, where are we and where is this going? And why don't we go on vacation and I'll spend the night, the odd conversation. I'll spend the night and I'll leave in the morning. I got to leave in the morning at six and go back to my place. And can I shower at your place? Uh, should we get breakfast in the morning? No, I got to wake up and go to work. Some guys don't want any parts of that. Can we cuddle? Nah, no, no, we can't cuddle. No, we can't spend the night. No, I got, I really got to go to work in the morning. I got to get to bed. All I want to do is get this nut. Okay, can you give me that? Some people can't deal with that part. Some people don't understand that. And I, I find it odd that a lot of people's problems come after the fact, right? Have you noticed that a lot of your problems with women have come after sex? After y'all start having sex with each other, all the bullshit starts. Now, you jump through bullshit just to get the SEX. Now, all the problems occur after it, right? The odd communication, someone ghosting, either her or, or you. You falling in love, she's falling in love. The misunderstanding, the miscommunication, the why didn't you text me? The expectations, the I thought we would see each other more. You're trying to pump and dump her. You're trying to dodge her and, and move around. She follows you, right? All the crazy bullshit happens after intercourse. And I think a person's going, look, can we avoid all of that? <laughs> We're going to avoid all of the after stuff, the aftercare, the need to make sure she get home. Did you get home safe? You're, you're paying to avoid all that. Sure. You might not get a lot of passion. Maybe you will. Sometimes some women are overwhelmingly passionate. Sometimes women can be comfortable and be passionate. They're like, I can finally be passionate because she got to give you vanilla sex to be in a relationship. So it's weird. It's weird. I know people don't really understand it. They're like, oh, you're lowering yourself. But I think what they're doing is they just don't want to deal with the nonsense afterwards. And then you got to have game and game them afterwards and keep manipulating them. What about this? What about this? He's <laughs> all right. What about this? Yeah, marking the territory, leaving stuff at your house, wanting to come back. I'm going to get these sunglasses. Oh, I left my sunglasses there. How about this? The whole um charade of the whole charade of I don't I didn't know you were talking to other women charade. Right? Oh, you're talking to other women, you're sleeping with other women. I thought I was the only one. Uh you talking or the whole she's talking to other men. Oh, you're messing with other men? Like, you skip all of that. You basically be like, we're not going to do any of that. Cash, here we go. You just basically say, I got money. And then you don't deal with that. If you deal with what, of course I am. Of course I have other girls. You know what I mean? You You leave all that on the back door. Sure, there's other problems that you get with this. But I'm telling you, there's always this trade-off that guys are willing to do. And you don't have to deal with that. And then you could be like, every now and then, if they check in or you check in with them, hey, you can come see me. Oh, when do you want it? It's it's easy. It's not this whole charade. Oh, I'm washing my hair or playing the whole game. I'm going to wait to respond eight hours later so you don't think I don't have stuff going on. I'm going to act like I've been super duper busy. I've been super duper busy lately working. Uh, I can't really get to you. And you know the bullshit starting? Eh. 
Somebody says we getting robbed any either way. I told you the story earlier. You gonna get robbed? Hey, do money? Money's always gonna be on the table, whether you get robbed short term or long term. You getting robbed? <laughs> Shout out to uh, Leo K. He says Angela Bassett equals if post, uh, but was a person. <laughs> I'm not sure what that means, man. Did you make a typo? Did you make a typo? All right, where are we at here? I got everybody over there. Oh, I've been skipping out on Cash App. Cash App people like, man, come on, man. Get over here, man. Uh, oh, Takeem is in the building. What's up, brother? Good to see you again. He says, yo, Sean, that Pat Poos album was fire, Sean. I never heard it. I never heard it. I mean, I only heard him on one track. And people keep bringing him up. I'm like, is was he hitting? B-Mass says, the church is within. Go forgive and be still daily. Yes, the, the spirituality of the church is within. DG Seymour says, monk mode. Monk mode is definitely have its benefits for sure. You need to get on monk mode first and master it. Zero fallout. KT be like, if she can't bench 280, she not a lady. Mm. KT King, man. Give me some more lists. Uh, Chief Drumhack says, Coach Demi Moore is a edophile. It's been buried. Yes, I've seen this video of Demi Moore being a metaphile herself. Have you seen the video of her kissing? Tongue kissing a 13-year-old boy when she was somewhat 19 or 20. There's a video of her doing that. I wanna don't want to make this about that show. You know what I mean? You know, she did what she did. And she also has liked younger men in all of her life. She got with that. What's his name? Austin Kutcher, Kutcher, Ashton Kutcher. So she's made no secrets. She's always had weird relationships. So there is a video of her doing that. Okay, we're back to the show. Let's get into Larsa Pippen, the Larsa Pippen effect. And uh, let's go ahead and sing the praises of Larsa Pippen. Yes, Larsa Pippen, you fell for the okie doke. And as I was telling uh, people earlier, men's job was to protect women. That has always been the job that we've been given. All right, men are the protectors. We've been told this. We've been told this so much that we'd actually believe it now. But in our society, it's no, there's no sense of this because women can double dip. The government is their protector. Their father is their protector, even if you're married, okay? Or their boyfriend becomes their protector, and he comes and deletes you in a custody exchange. So this, this idea of being a protector has kind of been taught to us. There's been evolution. There's been evolution of our society that men are the protectors. But what we get wrong is that we're not the protectors of women because we're protecting them from others. What we're missing in our society is that men should be the protectors of women by protecting them from themselves. See, that's where we're the protector and that's where our role is gone. Sure, we could be the protector now, but of course, if they're double dipping, if they got a work husband, if they're having an affair, um, if they have a financial motive, if they have another boss, they could double dip and have the man that pays them and a man that protects them at home and provide safety. They also could double dip with the government. But what men have been missing in our society is protecting women from themselves. See, we were armed with the knowledge, whether you, whatever spiritual context you want to add here, we've been armed with the knowledge to protect women from themselves. So when women get outside of themselves or beside themselves, all right, boy, this person's coming in. When women start having these thoughts of what should be and how it should be, which is mostly based loosely on fairy tales, 
and they start saying we're equal and we can do this. Well, at some particular point, men used to put them back and say, look, 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 darling, you're five foot two. I'm five foot ten. I can squash you. I need to protect you from yourself because you really don't want to be out here working, right? You don't really want to be out here. So I can focus on my career. You don't really want this life. And so women said, no, I want it. You know, every little brother-sister argument. I can keep up with you guys. Remember when your sister wanted to keep up with you and your older brothers and you left with your brothers, you busted out the door, you got on your little huffy BMX bike and you and your boys was about to ride off and your sister came back. I can ride with you. I want to go with you. And you was like, stay your ass back here. I can do it. And you was like, damn. And the mom comes out, take your little sister. You're like, shit. I don't want to take her. She can't keep up with us, mom. She can't do it. It's uphill both ways. It's snowing, raining, sleeting. She can't keep up. We're riding through the mountain, rattlesnakes and bears. Take your sister. She says, I can do it. And she's all determined. You guys take off. And she's back there <laughs> pushing the pedals to her little bike with the little uh, tassels at the end. And she's trying to keep up in her little legs. She's like, I can do it. I see. See, I can do it. You're sitting there like, we're going slow. Like, we would have been gone and we would have been jumping over curbs, dodging cars. We would have been jumping over cars, doing tricks. We're slowing down for you to keep up. See, I'm doing it. She's got her bell. Ping, ping. <laughs> and you're like, guys, all right, man, Um, let's ditch her ass. All right. She says she can keep up. Keep up. And so you... <laughs> You got your mag wheels. You doing tricks. You doing all this shit. And she fading into the oblivion. She falling back. She falling back. She falling back. Guys, wait up. Guys, you're leaving me. I can't keep up. You're going too fast. You're trying too hard. You're going too hard on me. Guys. She fading all the way back. Because you were the protector from herself. You told her. You told her ass that she couldn't keep up. And you had to slow your ass down so her ass can keep up and she got some confidence. But then when y'all start putting y'all leg in back into it, she can't keep up. Guys! <laughs> then she finally and fall and scrape her knee. <laughs> all on the ground. You all the way, halfway home, halfway to your destination. She then scraped her damn knee. Crying. And the reason why she crying is because her pride and ego was hurt. She didn't cry because she fell off that bike. She crying because her ass couldn't keep up. And you were right. You were trying to protect her from herself. And she out there losing her mind. Ah, tears all over. <laughs> and she sitting there. It's your fault, guys. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Her tire folded up like a taco. She didn't hit the curb, fell over, couldn't break her fall, broke her wrist. Now you got to walk her back home and your bike and her bike. Now you got to do the work. Now you got to do the work. When you could have told her, ass girl, you can't hang out with us. Can't do like the big dogs do. I'm protecting you from you. I'm not protecting you from the other seat. Society tells you to protect her from your friends. Your friends are going to do some danger to her. Protect her from a stranger. All right, so stranger's going to get your, your little sister and, and snatch her. No, we protecting her from herself. 
stay home. You can't ride with us today. Maybe tomorrow we'll go out together and we'll ride to the corner store. But today you can't keep up. I'm protecting you from yourself. I'm not going to hurt your ego. And this is what happens, right? We've all been there. And even as adults, even as adults, we deal with this stuff. You go on a mountain bike ride. And she's like, I can do it too. And you get to the first obstacle. And you're like, uh, you know what you should do? You should drag that bike up under this one and we can keep it going. Come on, man. The bear's behind us, rattlesnakes, coyotes, uh, 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 mountain lions. And here she come right here. She like, no, nah, I can do it myself. I can do it all by myself. You ain't, no, don't help me. Oh, you're misogynist. I can help. Uh-oh. And you're like, oh. I could have been all the way home by now, but now this ride is taking an extra hour. Boy, they mad at me, huh? But this is what's happening here. We told you, I can let's go on the bike. We can't go, we can't take this ride. We can't take these rides. You we there's too much going on on this ride. Plus, there's mountain lions and bears and coyotes. You're gonna be scared. <laughs> So what's going on is men were the protectors of women, and we protect you from yourself. We protect you from yourself. We don't protect you from society. We protect you before you even get to society. We tell you, nah, you ain't ready for this life. But now they've removed that protector. We're misogynists for trying to protect them from themselves. Get out of my way. We can do it. These boots were made for walking, and they'll walk all over you. Yes, girl. And they'd be like, yes, they'd be like, that's right. I can bring on the bacon, fried up in the pan. I don't need no man, 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 man. Okay. Now, then they come back and they say they need a man. So how does this work in marriage? Well, what happens is the old marriage wheel. So we got to go back to the marriage wheel and show you the Larsa Pippen effect. Many of you when in your marriage is going to go through this. At some particular point, your wife is going to say, you know what? I've been carrying you. I've been doing all of the laundry. I've been taking all the care of all of the kids. I've been working my job. I've been supporting the household. I've been paying a portion of the bills. And I've lost all of my baby fat. I've had a baby and it took me eight years, but my body's snapping back. I'm, I feel better about myself. And now it's time for me to test this shit out. You're a loser. You're fat. You're overweight. You're sitting in a recliner watching football all day, Saturday and Sunday. Ladies, get ready for that. Football season's coming up and Saturday and Sunday. Not only that, Monday and Tuesday game, uh, BYU versus San Jose State. And then Wednesday game. All right. And then Thursday night football. Yeah, that's coming back too. And then Pac-12 on Fridays. But you're sitting there like a bump on the log. You should be cherishing me. You should be paying attention to me. You know what? I'm going to trade you in. I'm going to divorce you, and I'm going to find my Prince Charming. And then she wants to go what? In these streets. She wants to be in these streets. So what eventually happens is, let's go to the chart on the uh, marriage wheel. This is the Larsa Pippen effect. She's going to say, I can do with this all on my own. I've been carrying the weight of the relationship all by myself. Sure, you engaged me. Sure, you invested but now it's bait and switch time. And it's time to go test the marketplace because I'm now 38, 40, 45. I'm not getting any younger. 
maybe it's time for me to test. Maybe if I can get a better man, I can level up, level up, level up. Then they divorce you or they embarrass you or they bait and switch you. They make you a gump or a cuck or whatever this stuff is. And then they go out there into the streets. So Larsa Pippen fell for the old marriage wheel. She fell for the Larsa Pippen effect. And many women have done this, right? And so they trade you in. 80% of women file for divorces. 90% of college-educated women file for divorces. But eventually what they'll say is, I'm going to do it on my own. However, I'm going to need you to pay a portion. You, need, you still need to support your kids. You still need to pay me alimony because, you know, by law. And so they hang in with one foot in the grave of the government and one foot in, I'm doing it all on my own. And I'm testing out the market. So this is what Larsa Pippen did. Now, let's go ahead and find out how that worked out for her. <laughs> okay, let's see how it worked out because this is how it works out for most wives. Uh, this is Larsa Pippen's Instagram. As you can see here, um, she looks like a Kardashian knockoff. And uh, she's been plumped and injected and face Botoxed to, to death. And she looks like she's been hanging out with the Kar Kardashians and she thought she could level up. All right. She said, hey, I still look good for my age. And she does. Um, but she's not who she was when Scottie Pippen met her. She definitely was probably 20 something years younger. But she's like, I still got it. And everybody on the Internet. Yeah, girl, you still got it. And yeah, she still got something. She don't got it. All right. She got something. But she ain't who she was. But she's like, I'm better than all of this. What? So what happened? Everybody wants to know what happened. Let's go ahead and play this interview right here. Actually, before we get to that, uh, we'll play some of the. We'll show you some of this stuff. It says Larsa Pippen on if she ch regrets cheating on Scottie Pippen with future Malik Be Beasley and Tristan Thompson and Middle Eastern men. So she went to do do Dubai too, and I'm sure she got that porta potty done on her as well. So Scottie Pippen, the NBA basketball Hall of Famer, top 75 players uh, in the world here. And uh, this is his wife. He had her when she was young. She, he put three babies in her, maybe something like that. And then she went out here in these streets and she started dating. At first, she started dating Future. That was the first person that she allegedly cheated on. Let me see if I have the clip. Uh, where is it? Do I have? Oh, here it is. Uh, here's the clip. It says right here, I was at a point in my life where I was really sad. Let me translate that. I'm not happy. <laughs> okay, so she was married. Um. Andrew Tate has a classic clip of him talking about this. Women get the ideal situation and then they're going to fumble the bag. They'll fuck it up. I'm not happy. And they'll basically be like, well, I liked what I had. But now looking back in retrospect, I don't like where I am. He's never here. He probably cheats on her and we have all this money and I got to take all of these kids. She had the ideal life and she fumbled it with the whole I can do better. So she's going, I can do better than Scottie Pippen. I'm going to do better than I got Scottie Pippen doing nothing. Now I'm going to do better with 25 years plus age. Uh, this is the Larsa Pippen effect. This is I can do better without you. I can level up. Okay. I was at a point in my life when I was really sad. He was the guy that I would talk to when things wait, when I was kind of like dealing with things, he gave me a confidence when I was uh, feeling in a dark place. Oh, boy. I'm not happy. <laughs> now, I don't know what Scotty did in his marriage. I know he probably was banging girls and all of that stuff, but that's neither here or there. We played the polygamy clip. 
men are naturally going to be polygamous, especially if you're a top 5% man, you're going to have access to women. If women are going to keep holding that men cheating in your top access and you're providing her with a lifestyle that is unlike any other woman in the world, and you're still going to hold that, well, he's slanging this salami on other women. That's the least of your concerns. You're lucky to be here. You were a Hooters girl before I met you. Okay. I don't know if she was, but let's just say you were nobody before I met you. Okay, I gave you a lifestyle that you cannot even afford on your own and no other man's going to give you. So here she is. She says she's not happy and she reached out to another man. Wives will reach out to other men and and a, a shoulder to cry on. And your wife is going to start ended up getting her cheeks clapped by that guy. This is a dangerous. When I was kind of like, oh, sorry. This is a dangerous area to be in your marriage. All women do it. Eventually, what happened with Larsa Pippen, she started hanging out with the Kardashians. She was probably. 10 years older than the oldest Kardashian. And then she wanted to be like the Kardashian. So then she ended up cheating on Scotty while still being married with the young Malik Beasley, who was like 20 something years old. I don't mind this, but her sons did not like this. She was out as a married woman, still living with Scotty Pippen and still out in the streets with Malik Beasley after previously getting her cheeks clapped by future and Gucci flip flops. This is where you don't want your wife to be. Scottie Pippen was still trying to make it work. Actually, Scottie Pippen went and got his wife and brought her back home. Tristan Thompson got the cheeks. Middle Eastern men got the cheeks. She got sheeked on. And Scottie Pippen was still trying to save her. Let me see if I got a couple more stories here. It says right here, uh, Larsa, I guess she's on the show, Real Housewives of, is it Miami? Yes, it's Miami. Larsa Pippen reveals whether she regrets Malik Beasley romance, saying she's trying to avoid dating athletes. Well, ma'am, it's too late. It doesn't take many bodies for a woman to accumulate to get a reputation. And now her reputation is besmirched. It's ruined and it's dragged. I know a lot of women don't like the fact that that's the case, but that is the case. Uh, that's what you're selling them in. That's the biggest selling point that you're selling the men. I know you're like, well, men do it. That's not the selling point we're selling to you. We're selling our protection, our security, our financial status. We're selling our damn seed, our DNA. You're not selling any one of those things. You're selling purity, your purity. You're selling, you're selling what you're doing with your body. You're literally selling your body. So you're not doing the same thing. I hate when people do that. Well, you're selling, you're out here doing this. Well, we're not the same. You ain't the big dog. Okay. These are actually ignoramus, ignorant conversations by Mickey Mouse people trying to rationalize why you can't be the big dog. You can't be me. And you'll never be me. And the life I provide for you, not many men are willing to provide for you. I'm the best offer you got. Are you going to take it or leave it? You're going to leave it? Okay, I'll get another one to replace you. But you can't get another one to replace me. Okay? So here she is right here. She's trying to hang on. All I can try to do is hold on. And she done plumped up her lips, and she done messed up her neck, and she done got labiaplasty, and she done got hair implants. All right, she's doing her best to hold on before it really gets bad, which in her 50s, it's going to get really bad. And she knows this. So what is she doing? She's shuffling. She starts shuffling. Look at this. Larsa Pippen admits it's hard to date because she compares her new partners to her ex, Scottie Pippen. You know what she's doing? 
She's trying to run back to Scotty after embarrassing the guy. After making this guy look foolish. And now she's divorced the guy. I think they're legally divorced. I'm not sure. She tried to go back into these streets. In these streets. She tried to co-level up. And of course, just like your little sister, I can do it. I'll do it all by myself. I don't need you. She'll eventually need somebody. Beautiful. I got a question. Yes, babe. If you weren't married to me, what you be doing right now? In these streets. You be in these what? <laughs> I believe she'd be tied up in these streets. And that woman has the comfort of what I call being on first base and trying to steal second base. She has the curiosity of the streets. This is what Aisha Curry is going to do to Steph Curry. The curiosity is killing her. Speaking of Aisha Curry and Steph Curry, uh, let's check in with your husband's ladies. Check in with your husband's right here. Uh, All right, I don't feel good, and I'm in a dark place, and I'm just curious out there. Maybe I can level up. Maybe I'll divorce him. Maybe I'll be happy alone. No, you're not. No, you're not. And if you're not Aisha or Steph Curry or uh, or Larsa Pippen, uh, you'll be having dinner with your dogs in no time flat. Yes. You gonna have some? Okay, tuck in. Eat. That's Larsa Pippen's future. <laughs> Speaking of future, let's go ahead and hear this from Larsa Pippen herself. Fair use. Oh, now, I mean, you, you're dead. All right. Uh, I'm going to have to slow it down from chipmunk mode. Here we go. Dating, and you, you, you've, you've met a guy, and, you, and, and I'm sure you've met a guy and said, I can see my future with you. Why would you use that word? It was a future joke. I was like, why would you use that word? No, but I mean, like, when you meet a guy, because you're a wife, you're not a girlfriend. Yeah. This is this is what I know about you. Right, but guys are not coming at me as a girlfriend. Guys are coming at me as a wife. Are they? This dude, even this dude, and he got a little sugar in his tank. He's like, "Uh, I'm sorry, this is the delusion. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen girlfriend yeah this is this is what i know about you right but guys are not coming at me as a girlfriend guys are coming at me as a wife <sighs> look at my man <laughs> he on his reading rainbow but i ain't that's neither here nor there <laughs> and hey look some of some of women's best friends are gay dudes that look they will set you straight like zoe all right uh you know they best your gay best friend will try to set your ass straight and my husband will buy me as many fucking louis as i want to so you're gonna once a fucking game no he's gonna fucking spoil me no i don't deal with no fucking scrubs He's going to be a fucking engineer doctor, one of the fucking two, and he's going to buy me as many fucking Louis Clear as I want, shit. as many Chanel's, as many Gucci belts as I want, as many fucking Louis purses as I want. What happens if y'all get a divorce? What are you going to do then? Sit on your ass? Find another fucking husband, dude. Is that your fucking plan? You have to be independent, Zoe. Hair, makeup, esthetician. Facials, vagina waxing, everything. That is all independence. I will get Well, I'm glad that. that you want to take care of someone else for your life. What's wrong with that? 
All right, so this dude, this dude right here is like, whatever, Larsa. He's trying to like, Larsa, quit your shit. Let's low headed rewind it. <laughs> Larsa, quit your shit. And I was like, why would you use that word? No, but I mean, like, when you meet a guy, yeah. you, you're a wife, you're yeah. not a girlfriend. Yeah. This is this is what I know about you. Right, but guys are not coming at me as a girlfriend. Guys are coming at me as a wife. Are they? Oh, yeah. I have Future? wife vibes. Future. Well, I don't know if I would want him to be my husband, to be honest with you. Right. I'm just saying. He said, she said, Future's coming at her as a wife. Oh, that was Jesus. fun. No, it was, it was, people make more of it than it was. It was never like. Well, because he put you in a song. But he, that was stupid of him because it was not that. Like, he was delusional. That was, it was not that. Right. Like, it was never that. Right. And he didn't, like, it, it was never that. It was like, I was really sad. I was in a point in my life where I was really sad. And I was, like, dealing with, like, do I move on? Do I not? Are my kids going to be okay? And it was, like, a lot of guilt I felt. And he was the guy that was there to see me go through it. And he was the guy that I would talk to. And I was, like, kind of, like, dealing with things. And, you know, he just, like gave me confidence when I was like feeling kind of like in a dark place. He served a purpose. Did I want to like spend the rest of my life with him? Don't think so, but he served a Like people serve a purpose in your life. It doesn't have to be your forever. Like everyone has a time and a reason for being in your life. Like I believe that. But, did, but you didn't choose to make that relationship public, right? No. So then it became public when it was put in a song. No, uh, no, no, no. Uh, no, 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 no. People knew about it before it got in the song. It was already out there, and you probably used it as publicity to become the next Kardashian at 45 years old. Probably. I can't remember. Again. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> you see this? You can't get an honest answer. No, that's not what happened. It came out beforehand. Everybody knew about it beforehand, and then he put it in song after Scotty went to go get you from his house or his studio, and you was over there you was over there. Can't be honest. Yeah, it was. It was never that serious. It was not like it wasn't that serious. You know, it was not like people think it was. And he obviously wanted to ride the wave too. Like, let me get some controversy. Well, what did I tell you about that? I said any guy that you date, yeah. we don't talk about the guys. We only talk about them when you date them. And she said, "It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault." No, well, we don't see it like that. Girls don't see it like that. We're just I, like, oh, he's so cute. Yeah, and you, yeah. it's always like, I feel like you're you're used to being in love. Yeah, and so when I'm you a meet, lover, right? Yeah. Yeah, I am a lover. To fault. I'm going to stop being like So that. she'll call me and she'll be like, okay, what do you think of this guy? No, I'm not approving. Because I know like, yeah, I know that there are some men that have the intention to, ha to be talked about and to get fame by aligning themselves with somebody like you. Yeah. Whereas your heart's open and you're looking for love. <sighs> What she's trying to say is there. She's trying to say men are dating her for clout. She's trying to say dudes are getting clout for dating her. Tristan Thompson and future and Malik Beasley got clout for dating. her. No, they got clowned for dating her. Future didn't, but Malik Beasley did. They was like, what the hell are you doing with her? Tristan Thompson was like, okay, I'll take this layup. Why not? He didn't broadcast it out there. You did, probably. Remember, you're the nail. You're not the hammer. You're always the nail. <laughs> All right, so the nail's going to get clout and say, I got hammered by this person. The camera's never going to look at the nail and say, I sure, 
I sure got you. I'm going to become better, a better hammer because I've nailed you in. All right, you were just a nail, and I'm going to hammer more nails. <laughs> what are you talking about here? I will say I never realized that there's a lot of guys that would date you for clout until I moved to L.A. Yeah. Maybe that's when I was single, too. I don't know. Really? And you've been around the Kardashians for how long? You didn't know that? I don't know. I just kind of felt like it was like a new wave of, like, guys that I thought, like, didn't need to be with a girl for clout and then started to realize, like, wow, okay. So Eric Moreland, you thought he's cute. He, like, I hung out with him a couple times. It was I hung out with him a couple times. <laughs> I tell you, man, you can't get an honest answer from people like this. I tell you, man. Uh, so what's come of this person right here? Here it is. After being in the streets, after being in the streets, here she comes calling back. Hey, big head. Larsa, admits, Larsa uh, Pippen admits she had a great relationship with Scotty. Oh, it was great. I miss it. And hasn't found a new partner that checks all the boxes her ex-husband did. Here she comes. She coming scrambling back. Wow. And she coming back with that thing stinking. All right, Larsa Pippen hasn't found what she's looking for. Of course she didn't. And, and a protector of her would have told her that. The real housewife of Miami Star explains how no one she's dated has lived up to her ex, Scotty Pippen. In a conversation on Melissa Gorga's On Display podcast, Larsa, age 48, gave an update of her dating life and where she stands with her ex, Quote, I feel like I'm kind of mentally in a place of like this woman's stunning growth, by the way, maturity wise. I was married to a really famous guy that was really cute, that had a great body. She's pouring it on over here. And that was really successful. That gave me four gorgeous kids, she said. I should always say in quote and then quote. So where the hell are you going to find a guy like that? Uh, Wait, where are you going to find a guy that can like fill in? It doesn't, it doesn't have to be all those, but like a few of those boxes. Mm. Ladies, your best guy is probably never going to be when you're in your 40s. The best guy you ever had probably came between the ages of 15 and 23. That was your best bet. Now, there's an exception to the rule, and that's always dependent on circumstances. But your best Option was presented to you very early in life. Come on. She added, it's kind of hard. I thought it was going to be easier to be honest with you. She's a liar, a manipulator. As soon as you have to say to be honest with you or trust me, um, that means that I'm not supposed to believe you. She said, I thought it was going to be easier. Yeah, you thought wrong. Straight. You thought wrong. All you were at that particular point was going to ride that carousel. Guys, when women get divorced like this, oh, you guys can't see it. My bad. Um, um, When women get divorced like this, what tends to happen is, what tends to happen is they going to enjoy a little bit of the carousel. They're going to enjoy the carousel. But eventually what's going to happen is they're going to want to settle down again because you know, having to being on a carousel too long is mentally draining. It's mentally draining. So, you know what I mean? It's physically draining. Uh, guys, they're going to just exchange guys like they change underwears. And they're going to like it up front for a little bit. Maybe a year. Some maybe a two years. Some of them are going to get a disease, a, SA, um, a STI scare. Somebody's going to deal with the wrong dude. They're going to deal with a stalker dude. And then they're going to be like, all right, let me just find one. 
And then I'm around all these celebrities and basketball players. There's one that's going to wife me up. She even says she's wifey material. Come on. You already were a wife and you fumbled that bag with a, one of the richest dudes on the planet. So how, how do you think you're going to double that up? And then she goes out to try, try to double it up, double play again, and it doesn't work. And so I thought it was going to be easier. A person would have told you it would not be easy. Larsa and Scotty, now 56. He's 56. How old is she again? 48. He's got an eight-year difference. They first married in 1997. They finalized their divorce in December, uh, three years after filing for the split. So it took, wow. Boy, this is egregious. So now you're running back to Scotty or you're signaling Scotty after taking him through a three-year roller coaster ride. You don't care about Scotty. You care about yourself. You care about protecting yourself and preserving yourself and getting back under Scotty's nest because it's the best nest you ever had. And now you're shuffling. The ex-couple shares four children. I don't talk about children on this show. On her future relationship goals, Larsa admits she may have to lower her standards. You think? Once I start dating, I'm like, I'm going to have to come to the realization that I'm not going to get it all. I had a great run. Yeah. I had a great relationship. Yes, you did. And you blew it up because you weren't happy, right? I'm not happy. You know, I was married for 23 years. While Larsa speaks highly of her former marriage to, wait, Gorga. Wait, 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 wait. She was married to somebody else? Is this a typo? <laughs> Wait. While Larsa speaks highly of her former marriage to Gorga, what am I missing here? Age 43, she hasn't always been totally positive when it comes to Scotty. Who the hell is Gorga? Wait a minute. What, what did I miss this shit at? Oh. That's the interviewer. <laughs> All right, hold on for a second. Jesus, I was confused. She's the massage therapist. Okay, while Larsa speaks highly of her former marriage to the interviewer, who's 43, why did they bring her up in her age? That was confusing. All right. She hasn't always been totally positive when it comes to Scotty. During a February episode of R-H-O-M, Larsa said Scotty acts as the punisher, shout out to Frank Castle, when they don't see eye to eye. Okay, um, ladies. I'm not happy. <laughs> Again. Oh, he takes charge. He doesn't listen to me. Baby, I'm, I'm, I'm protecting you. Do you realize, I used to tell my kids this. I used to tell my kids this. Because um, sometimes, you know, when we go on a walk, we go on a bike ride and something will happen. I'll tell them to stop and they won't stop. And I was like, you guys need to listen to me when I tell you to stop. Because a lot of kids will say, okay, you said stop, but why? Why do I stop? All right, I need a reason why to stop. And no, you don't need a reason, just stop. And then I would explain to them, the reason why I want you to stop when I say stop is not because I'm the dad. It's because many times I may say stop so you don't, kill yourself in a second later so a car doesn't come hit you so i don't have time to say stop a car is gonna kill you right now i only have time to say stop all right see but what a woman doesn't understand is 
when I tell you this conversation is over, when I tell you, okay, we've had enough of this bullshit, you said what you needed to say, I need to end this conversation. I'm the conversation ender. This is how it's going to be based on what I provide. Now, you can go find a better version of me, but you ain't going to find it. So before I Thanos snap your ass, no more words need to be said about this. End of story. And then walk your ass off. You don't listen to me. You don't listen to me. So when this person says he acts as the punisher, it's because he's the protector. He's protecting not only you from him and you from others. He's protecting you from yourself. I'm protecting you from yourself. So shut your lip. All right. End the conversation. Punisher. This is what needs to be done. You need to do it. You're lucky to have this job. I can replace you in seconds. You're so controlling. You're acting as the Punisher. <laughs> These are children sometimes. Yeah, know your role and shut your mouth. Know your role. I provided all of this. You see this? This is my castle. This is why women want power couples. This is why they want equal partnerships. For that reason right there. Because they don't want a guy to protect them from themselves. They want to run ruck shop all over the guy. This is why. This is exactly why women push equal partnerships. I want an equal partnership. So you don't get the pull rank on her ass. You need instructions so you don't head to self-destruction. This is what you need. I'm here to instruct you. Uh, here we go right here. It says, she claimed when a disagreement about their home arose, Scotty said Larsa would have to spend Sophie, wait, would have to send Sophia to Los Angeles against her wishes. Man, who the hell is Sophia? I'm, oh, that's the kid. Okay, I'm like, who is that? It says right here, um, I was traumatized. I was traumatized, Larsa said. If he doesn't get his way, he punishes me. He's like the Punisher. You think money's going to solve your situation with women? You think money's going to solve your situation with women? It is not, gentlemen. It is not, especially if your mate selection is bad. These people cannot. <laughs> Can, they are not aware. They're not aware in real time. This is why men protect you from yourselves. Look, just, just follow the script. I'm not going to argue. But why? It's just like the fifth child in there. And then it got a nerve to call him a child. Before their divorce in 2016, a pair of audio recordings from Larsa was released in which she called 9-11. It says 9-11. 9 to report Scotty being aggressive. There she goes. All right, so let's reach out to the long arm, long arm, long arm of the law. Pause. At the same time, Scotty's lawyer, Roberta G. Stanley, explained the recordings in the statement to people. "Quote: Mr. Pippen is aware that some members of the press have attained the 911 recordings uh, recently made by Mrs. Pippen. Ms. Pippen. While these recordings speak for themselves, Ms. Pippen did not make any allegations of physical violence by boy by Mr. Pippen. So you're at home. You're trying to." protect her from herself you're trying to get her to button her lip you're trying to get her to not i just want to communicate no you don't you want to keep bullshitting me in the story we're not talking about this no more okay 
I'm going to cut up your credit card. Shut up. <laughs> you don't respect me. I'm going to find a better version of you. No, you're not. I'll find a better version of you before I, you find a better version of me. Uh, you need me more than I need you. And she says right here, although Mr. and Mrs. Pittman both have personal personas, public personas, their divorce is a private matter. All right, who cares about all that? Who cares about all that? But this is the this is what happens, guys. So again, um, your marriage is going good. Their marriage seemed to be going somewhat good for 15, 20 years. Their kids, oldest kids are in their uh, early 20s. But now your girl pulls the rug from up under your feet, and now this is where you're at. Now you're scrambling. Remember, your marriage is going good, Mr. I've been married for one year. I'm an expert on marriage. You know who I'm talking about. Your marriage is going good now. But what happens when it doesn't go good? What are you going to do then? Guys, it's time to shuffle because the Larsa Pippen effect is going to be in full effect. She's going to say, I can do better without you. Trust me, you're going to be shocked when this happens. You're going to go, really? Uh, before, before, you, before I married you, who else asked to marry you? Okay, now that you're married, if you divorce me, who's asking you to marry well, I don't need to be married. I'm going to go out there and do it on my own with your child support and my your alimony check. Mm. And you're like, okay, now what? And I'm going to find me a better version of you. He's going to check all the boxes. I got a guy right now at work. He told me he's going to cream pie me and he's going to fill me up with cream. All right. And he's going to take care of me. He's the cream of the crop. He's the executive at the office. And then what happens is you divorce her. She divorces you. She goes to that guy. I finally left my husband. I left his ass. Now we can be together. He's like, come on in. All right, good. He hits post-nut clarity, and he looks over at her. Yeah, about that long-term relationship. I'm not ready for a commitment. I left my husband. I left my kids for you. And he going to pump and dump her ass and promptly leave her ass there on the bed leaking. He's like, well, I thought I would want a relationship with you, but you're pushing a little bit too fast. Slow down, honey. All right, let's get to these super chats here, man. The Larsa Pippen effect. So when you're married, that is always in play for you experts on marriage. That play right there is always going to be in play. The worst part about it that you're going to be affected is while you're married to her, she's going to play that card. She's going to start testing the market. She's going to start going to girls' nights out and girls' trips. She's going to start getting dudes in her ear, gassing her up. She's going to get texts, text messages, and DMs. It's going to make her excited. She's going to start getting attention. Her body's going to come back after snap back after having, having kids. And then eventually she's going to pull the, I'm going to steal second base on you while you pay for it. Then she's going to drag you to marital counseling. Beautiful. I got a question. Yes, babe. If you weren't married to me, what you'd be doing right now? In these streets. You'll be in these what? <laughs> I believe the dude should be tied up in these streets. Dude, and people are like, that only happened to you, coach. Well, it, it happened to me for sure. However, this happens to everybody. Every married man goes through that bullshit right there. 100%. She's going to test. And the, re the age she's going to test is right around that 40, 45, maybe a little earlier. Maybe if she wants to go out, she missed her younger years, she had kids. But right about that 38, 40, 45, she going to test. 
Jim status says, Coach, I sent a PayPal. You might have skipped it. All right. Um, let's see here. I see. Let's see here. Oh, uh, I might have skipped it. What did you say? Um, Jim status says, when a man says he needs, um, wait, when a man says he goes to therapy, all I hear is, quote, I'm a weenie and I need a hug, a huggy hug, too. Damn. He says, get a grip, son, get fit and get money. Yeah, you're 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 just not understanding how it works now. You have a poor stigma of therapy. <laughs> Even your boy Andrew Tate was roasted therapy too. Hey, shout out to the people who need therapy, right? There's people who need a little bit of help and guidance in this life. And I think the sad part is the tragic part is um we don't have stability of homes. Like there was a time where we had this shit in order. Yeah, it wasn't perfect, but you had a good, solid, stable home. Then you have parents that people would tell the kids would have to listen. Hey, I'm going to cut your ass off. I'm going to disown you. You better follow my damn pat pattern. The dad set the tone. Sometimes the mom set the tone. The dad kind of was like, I'm going to work over here. You set the tone of the family. The family was like, you're not going to embarrass our name. See, this is the whole thing about women saying, I'm not going to take a man's last name. Well, who do, whose name are you going to uphold out here? <laughs> Some hyphenated name. All right. Adams smash uh slash marshall the idea of a name is your shield that's what you're protecting it's not oh it's my it's my name so i'm gonna bring it in it ain't your name it's your granddaddy's name it's your paternal grandfather's name it ain't your name you protect your name and your name is your reputation see we all got off kilter with this bullshit now you can't even protect your name because we got to make up a new name or hyphenate our damn name. We running around here looking like Hernandez Martinez in this mug. So with, with this being said, there was where there was there was there was something pride about what happens if you had your kids and you uh, you better listen. I'm gonna cut your ass off financially. <laughs> you threaten them. And if you say, okay, your ass want to go to the streets, okay, bye-bye. You ain't getting no inheritance. There go your damn uh trust fund, all of your shit gone. And then we had a plan on how to get things. But now, since we don't have stable households, two parents working, well, we have to work. No, you don't. The public school indoctrination camp raising your kids. You got your kids out here messed up, all on Ritalin, ADHD, medication, Zoloft, and all this bullshit. Now they need therapy after being drugged to death all through their elementary school and high school. You wonder why people need help. There's no stability. There's nobody parenting people anymore. And you guys aren't parenting people. You're actually doing, you're actually just taking kids along to survival so they don't lose their life. All right, you're here. Nobody's parenting anymore. And soon as you try to parent them, soon as you try to parent them, if you have one mole in your house, which could be your husband, your wife, your children, or if you have family that live with you, they're the damn mole in your house. They're the ones sabotaging you from within. And if anybody doesn't check the person sabotaging you, the saboteur, the subversion, the subversion individual in your house, which could be most of the time is your wife, or your wife could actually influence one of your kids to subvert your authority. What the fuck, man? Y'all guys have no chance. No chance at all.
All you're going to do is just kill it from within. And most families are implode not from outside influences, but from the inside influences. So if you have that and you actually are disciplined, how many divorce stories have we found and told here where the woman said, this man is abusive to the kids when all he was doing was disciplining the kids. But because she had another agenda, she throws the paternal parent under the bus in order to get custody of the kid. And then all that person was doing was trying to keep order. Sure, it doesn't always be pretty. It's not always pretty. It's not always pretty. Being in charge is not always pretty. But now what we have are codependent parents who are nothing but enablers who allow their kids to go out here and hopped up on drugs and Ritalin. And uh, now they go out here to try to make something of themselves. And then they end up all self-diagnosing themselves with therapeutic issues. This is your world. This is your world. I hope you're enjoying it. And people want solutions. <laughs> we can't reel this back. We've opened Pandora's box. Shout out to the dictator. He says, LOL, MJ would have held masculine frame. And we know that. MJ ain't playing that. He got him a little wife, and his wife is essentially, and I don't want to disrespect MJ, but MJ essentially has a paid wife. All right, he basically has a seeking arrangement wife. You don't never see them kissing or hugging, all right? He basically got a wife statute, and I'm not saying that to degrade the woman. She volunteered to be a wife statute. And she knows her role and she shuts her mouth. Do you hear her popping off at the mouth? He like, he put her on contract. He put her on contract. He was like, you on contract, baby. And you got these marks to hit. If you hit these marks, this is your incentive. And it had to do with money. Is is Michael Jordan a trick? Michael Jordan put her on the incentive-laden contract. You're going to hit this. You're going to hit this mark, hit this mark, hit this mark. And if your ass jump, this is what you leaving with, bro. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He was like, you ain't – because Michael Jordan got screwed in his first divorce. All right. He got screwed over. He lost a lot of his money. He was like, that ain't going to happen again. But he basically got uh, – I'm going to pull her up here. Shout out to uh, Mr. Allen. He says, men, watch the movie The Last Duel. Thank you, coach. The Last Duel. All right, is that a new movie? We're going to pull up Michael Jordan. You know, he's she's on an incentive-laden, um, what do you call it? Um, what is it called? Prenuptial agreement. Michael Jordan's wife. And she's a little hottie, little spicy hottie. I'd take a little, I'd take a sip. And she, he put babies in her. He put the incentive-laden baby, babies in her and all of that. He was like, this, you're going to have to hit these marks. Where's she at? There she is right there. And I'll guarantee you, she know he be in these streets. Look at her. Mm-hmm. Look, when you see them in public, there ain't barely no PDA. There's nothing. There's no, hey, I mean, look, look at this. Look, he kind of leaning in on this one. He like, look, you my you my live-in doll. And if I need you, I need you. If I don't, I don't. <laughs> All right. Don't take this personal. This is a business arrangement. This got to be the most business re- marriage in the world. Look, look. 
Look at this right here. He's like, okay, you'll be my wife, but they 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 have a business arrangement. There's a Ronaldo in the building. Look, look, look at this. <laughs> look at this. Hey, where's my body language people? Do a breakdown on body language between Michael Jordan and his wife. That'd be fantastic. Look, he was like, okay, she must be wearing high heels here because Jordan's 6'6", and she ain't nowhere near no damn 6'6". She's a little hot piece of mamacita. All right, shout out to her. Where's she come from, Cuba? Here I come. I got a thing with them Puerto Rican, them Cubans, them island Latinas. I got a thing, man. That's a little, who is this? Oh, that's Scotty and Larsa. Yeah, he didn't hold masculine frame. Yeah, for some reason, them Latina, them them Caribbean, them Caribbean Latinas. Look at her. She said, I got the ring, sisters. Sisters, I rate right now. They're beside themselves. I need, look, not, not I need. I've almost messed up. It's something about them Caribbean Latinas. What is up with the Caribbean Latinas? <laughs> yeah, she looked. I love this picture. Let's get let's get this picture big right here. She's like, I got his ass. Oh, wait. She's like, got him. Where's the got him girl? She hit him with the. <laughs> uh-huh. Got him. I got Michael Jordan. He's like, yep, she got me. Damn. Look at Michael Jordan's face. She got me shit. She put that spicy thing on him. She's Cuban. Yeah, between Cuban and Puerto Rico, the carry beans. I just, you know, what's going on with them sisters over there? There's something about them, you know what I mean? And it ain't that they are anyway. Poor Michael Jordan, look at him. He's like Dominican Republic. Yeah, Dominican, Puerto Rico, Cuba. Where they at? <laughs> all right anyway sisters are irate they're definitely beside themselves looking at that picture mj didn't have to do that i wonder why he did that actually he put two babies in there i think they have two or three kids like why did he do that like you just do you had it made that's what he's thinking right now he's had he got post nut clarity and he's like what the hell was i thinking sean yo sean you know he from brooklyn Yo, Sean, she put that thing on me, Sean. And she was talking in the little Latina language and all that, Sean. What was I thinking, Sean? I had it made already. Already produced two children with the other wife, Sean. But now I did this, Sean. <laughs> she wanted kids. She got him. She's like, got his ass, Sean. Sean, I got you, Sean. I got you wrapped around my finger. Look at this, Sean. He's like, God damn, what I do? Where am I at? Hey, even Michael Jordan got got. Even Michael Jordan got got. All right. Shout out to Anthony A with the last duel recommendation. Last duel. And then we'll clear up the rest. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll reconcile the rest of these donations. I appreciate the donations. We try hard over here. Uh, Loud Pocket says, Coaching my boss just got off child support. 
He says, a day later, he bought a Harley Davidson 2022 Midnight Blue CBO Road King. I'm I'm looking at Harley's next because I'm I don't know about the road, the sports bikes anymore. He says, I'm buying his old 2016 Fat Boy Harley. Hey, so your boy, your boss just got off child support and he has extra money. Yo, he's living the good life now. He's achieved the free agent lifestyle status. Appreciate you. Shout out to your bossy. And he's about to be rolling fat down the street, Roy. Hey, man, I'm looking at, I, listen, I have my two road bikes. I saw my sport bikes in the garage. But, you know, I'm, I'm approaching 50 in the next couple of years here. And I'll be looking at my damn R1 like, do I really need to get on that? <laughs> I'll be looking at the R1 like, shit, I might want to go cruising. Because that R1, I'll be like, <laughs> hold it on. I'll be like, <laughs> shit. There are one like a beast. And some of the Harleys are a beast too. They're heavy, but you know, sometimes I want to go cruising. Somebody says, buy a boat. You know, boats and hoes. This is why I'll never get remarried. There's too many things I want to accomplish in life. And I had marriage and it, not that my ex-wife was so bad, but the institution itself was like a prison to me. All right. It's not it wasn't all her fault. You know, I don't ever want to put it out there like she messed up and she did this. No, it takes two to tango. I was I had probably errors as well. I most likely for certain I had errors. Now, what my ha what happened in my divorce, I thought was egregious. I thought she overstepped. Well, the marriage was a typical marriage. All right. I would never say she was just just terrible in her marriage. No, absolutely not. It takes two to tango. And I probably was just as bad as her in our marriage, but the divorce and going through the court system, that was egregious. And I'll never forgive an individual, individual for that. But I know good and damn well, I will never get married again. And it wasn't her fault. It's just the institution itself. There's no freaking way I will pull a Michael Jordan. Look, if y'all see me married again, if y'all see me married again, I'm gonna look just like that. <laughs> that right there, Michael Jordan. Remember that face. If you ever want to get married again and you got divorced already, think of this. Think of Michael Jordan's face right here. I will always lease women. I will always rent them. Either for a long term or short term, I will enjoy the ride, turn their ass back in, let them deal with the wear and tear, let them deal with the insurance, let them deal with the clean, the clean up, clean it up, let them deal with the damn uh, resale value. Let them deal with the mileage. All right. I ain't dealing with none of that. I'm going to just pay the rental fee and move the hell on. <laughs> Short term, no long term rides. This ride is over. There's no future promises going forward. Turn it in. Turn in the keys. Give me my damn refund and my credit card. All right. That's how I'm living this life all the way out. Free agent lifestyle for life in the building. Appreciate y'all, brothers. New, 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 new world. It is time for the junior college. We out of here, brothers. I respect any man who can heal a heart he didn't break and raise a child he didn't make.